That Force Radio. That Force Radio is rated M for mature. Or should that be immature? Hey guys, Dustin Wint. Hey, this is Scott Snyder. This is Paul Dini. And you're listening to Bat Force Radio. And you're listening to Bat Force Radio. You're listening to Bat Force Radio. This is Tom King. I write Batman Bitch. And this is Bat Force Radio. Hey everyone and welcome to part 2 of our sit down with legendary Batman artist Kelly Jones. Be sure to rate and review on iTunes and let's go. Is uh, I think something that stands out too is you know, you're like you said, you're a guy carrying the torch for that kind of noir horror look. Um and it's so difficult to even say that anyone kind of like comes close to you nowadays. Is there anyone or is there any artist that you see working like right now that you feel is kind of taking the torch from you and carrying it themselves as well. I've always felt, I felt there's, uh, it's probably, uh, you know, off the top of my head, I can't think of any, I think Kyle Hotz is pretty good. Um, very good. Uh, but it, 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 it's hard to, because I think a lot of comics, I, I get a lot of my stuff based on my catalog, you know? So a lot of editors, a lot of readers, they know that stuff. I don't know if those opportunities are, are for artists now and or if they would even want that because so much stuff is i am very low production i don't have a lot i don't want my colorist to do a lot of special effects mm. i want a very limited very bright palette mm. um i mm. work that way and i don't think there's a lot of artists who want to do that they they they're going to work more in the mainstream uh mm. yeah. look but that's always been the way it's been for me i think uh uh bernie had said he didn't really see a lot of guys doing that Right. And so he would, he was asking me, he would always ask me, well, how hard is it hard for you to get work? And I said, I've, I've not had trouble. Mm. Well, I mean, I think you've owned that aesthetic because, um, and if you look at, well, if you look at, um, let's just say the Batman genre genre was really big. You have, uh, the school of Jim Lee, which is like the Finches and the Tony Daniels and the fabrics and whatnot. And you got yeah. another handful of illustrators and you got, and they'll only take like two to three realists, like, uh, Romero and maybe a Delato for variants or whatnot. Right. But with your aesthetic, that's your whole office. You know, you have your own office in terms of that. I would look. I would agree with that. I'm in. I'm alone in a field. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, but but I would trace that seriously, guys. Back to just I'm an idea guy. Yeah, absolutely. So I don't I don't sit there and worry about how many, uh, you know, the treads in his boot, and I don't worry about. Uh, you know, how many pockets are in his utility belt. I never even count those things. Yeah. Um, I'm always thinking of the impact of that particular page or panel. Mm. I'm thinking of the ideas in a, in, in a, in an issue. I always like, if someone's reading something of mine then or now, I always like them to stop and go, boy, I haven't seen that before. That's an interesting mm. way to look at it. And sometimes remind them how scary he is. Yeah. What? I think a lot of a lot of people do. How would he really look? I would go. Would this make someone wet their pants? Yeah. <laughs> In which way? <laughs> Happened to me. <laughs> but uh, with, with with your the way you developed his Batman's look, you could virtually you could pretty much do anything with him. Do you, when when you're doing your panels or layouts, do do you ever go to the next one and think like, 
oh, what could I make it do this time? Because there's there's literally no limitation in terms of what you could do with his cow visually. Do you, is that like kind of like the thought process? Well, I would say that's pretty close to it. I always think in terms of... I always, uh, I always feel like you're trying to outdo yourself because the next I one do. is... Just, you know what I mean? I, I am trying to... I always think in terms that he's in character even if he's talking to Gordon. Yeah. Mm. he's, he's oh, yeah. always in character he doesn't relax and go hey how's it going uh you know blah 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 <laughs> yeah. he's like he's as awful and terrifying around gordon as he would be around the joker mm. I like that. um, That's nice. yeah. he's 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 in that character and and though he's not that i always see him it's bruce wayne and he's in charge but when he's doing it, that's who he is. So when I'm drawing it, I'm always thinking, no wasted panels with him. Mm. Yeah, and it, you definitely don't uh, waste space. You take full, <laughs> you take full advantage of each panel. I noticed that too. Well, yeah. I, I do, and I don't. I never want him to look like like he's slumming. He is he is ready at a moment's notice to do what he has to do. Mm. Drop of a hat, he's going to do it. Yeah, um, but like but like also um, the way you draw him, it's it's not just kicking ass and punching faces the way you draw him it's more of like a psychological you know i'm you're like you're already beaten yeah because of the long... well it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be you're gonna lose yeah, yeah i mean it's up to you what you're gonna do you've you but you've lost and that's his attitude when he goes into anything mm. um i always like when he just points to someone and he just says stop it mm. or no <laughs> you know and they yeah. do it they just stop it and it's no mm. We uh we do need to get a little bit to your new work that's yes, just gonna Kings come out, Kings of Fear, because yeah. when in talking about this, it just brings up um kind of a little bit of what I was thinking, reading issue two specifically, of how you made his cape its own character in this issue. Yep. Where I mean, like it's almost a weapon. Like it's a weapon. And and my favorite uh panel or, or uh page from this uh, issue is when he's like flipping through the air with those gangsters and his cape does the bat signal in the yeah. sky. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah. That was amazing. And then there's also a scene where it looks like he's running down through an alley, and his cape looks like a almost looks like a like a blade or like a hook that's yeah. uh, kind of flipped over. And um, amazing stuff. And you could tell. I mean, this is you know, it's it reminds you of some of the amazing stuff you've done before. But again, with moves like that and poses like you're doing, it's it's something new for uh, people who haven't seen your stuff, maybe like the newer kids who are just getting in. Yes. I would agree. I, I would say that that what I'm what I enjoy and I'm and you're absolutely right on all that. Everything you said, all of that is the intent of drawing it. I always have him in the position that he's either one He's about to hit you, or he's just hit you. Um, that that's his attitude. Mm. Uh, but what I what he always is to me is this. He's like a he's he's almost symbolic, even though he's right there. And I think a lot of people, you know, I always think in terms. No one's seen my stuff before when I'm drawing. Mm. Mm. So I always think, well, this is the first time someone's seen this. Uh, there's a scene that I was particularly pleased with because, uh, and I don't think he's really doing anything. He's just walking down the street. Two guys are about to fight and they stop. He walks by them, <laughs> not even paying attention because they, they stop what they're doing. And as he's walking by, I shot the last panel is you're looking up at him through a, the, uh, a sewer grate, which says city of Gotham. Loved that. Yeah. And it's it's that yeah it it's it's the city is in that shape, 
Yeah. It's all, I, I don't, none of that was in the script. None of that. Hmm. But I wanted to get across what that, that meant. Mm. And I don't know. I don't know why people don't take advantage of stuff like that. That was a bitch to draw. That's probably. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. I, I just thought, you know, I you want people to remember it. I, there's a shot where he's in the in an alley, and it's probably Batman 101. But it's it. I think it really worked when he's telling those guys to knock it off. Mm. And. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, and then he goes to work, and and again, they all fire at him. He's not there like he always isn't, you know. Mm. But mm. the impact of the bullets on the wall and the shadows look like a skull. Yeah. And I, I just, I think those things work. I, I don't know if it works in the Flash. I know it doesn't work in Superman, but God, does it work in Batman? Mm. <laughs> Yeah. Now, I I wanted to ask uh, about things like that when things are or aren't in the script. Uh, if we go back to a little while ago when the Swamp Thing Winter Special came out, uh, that included the first issue of what would have been uh, your run with Len. Uh, they put in, I'm, I'm sure you've looked through the issue, uh, they put in your art pages for it. And separately was Len's script. Right. Now, when the issue came out, I you know, the order they had it, I believe it was first your art and then Len's script. So I you know, looked through the art pages and then get to the script after. And I found when I was reading the script that I was going back to each page and each panel that he was describing in the script and seeing how you nailed all of these things that he was uh, requesting in the script that I hadn't even noticed when I was looking through the pages. Right. But uh, because you mentioned putting in things that uh, that aren't in the script, I, are most books that you work on uh, focusing on a lot of details? Like, How many writers are giving you scripts that ask for that kind of detail uh, well, in each I... panel? And how much of it is just you're putting what you think needs to be there in that moment? Um. A lot of it is uh, some writers will be very exact, but if their work, I find that a lot of them when they work with me will leave something open along those lines. Uh, they'll want, they'll, uh, you'll always want an artist to go off on to it. You know, if he, if he finds something good, there's energy in that. Um, with, with me, I tend to, I'll read it with the intent of, of finding what their intent is. And sometimes a writer will not have the ability. He knows what he wants and they'll say what they want, but they don't describe it visually or they, they, they're kind of looking for something and they'll allow hey, man, if you can come up with something, they'll take it. I've had very exacting writers. Like I said, others, I did a young romance uh, book with all a uh, anthology book with monsters and stuff in it. Uh, young monsters in love or something like that. And uh, there was a, sh a great short story with uh, by Kyle Higgins uh, of Man Bat. And it was about uh, Kirk Langstrom trying to kick the habit of taking the Man Bat drug. And he kind of wrote it just as, you know, it's all in his head. It, the, the, this is all in his head. And he goes to meet his 
wife who's leaving him and he thinks she's going to get together. It was all, each page was literally just a sentence because he visually didn't know how to, how he wanted to do that or how it would work or any of it. Like, and he apologized for that, but I loved it. So I put Manbat there with him that he can see Manbat though no one else can. And Manbat's very threatening through the whole thing. Not like it doesn't like the wife because the wife says go, you know, wants him to go away. Mm. Mm. And it came. It I thought it was a brilliant eight little pager, but it was written. It, none of that was described, and it's not like ooh, I take credit for it. The power of the story was there in his work. So all I had to do was make that visually work before before anyone reads it. It has to visually work. Len was. Uh, Len would describe, Len was like, I'd say, you know, you've read a script, he was very visual. So, but how you, how you do that is that, you know, as he would say, it's up to you. Mm. Neil Gaiman would, you know, write hyper detailed stuff, but he also would say, geez, you know, I don't know if, it, if you can think of something better, think, do it. Hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so it all, you know, uh, I always, look, I always crash into these things from from like i said more of my film studies mm. training where something may look good i mean on in a script it may not look good on paper and i've had that happen to me where i go man i have a great idea i can't wait to do it i draw and i go that stinks and <laughs> and i realize when something stinks you have to chuck it yeah. and that, that's you have to and and it can mean a lost day and then it means you have to work that night to keep deadline but uh, luckily, those days are few and far between. But when it happens, you got to chuck it. And and invariably, uh, I find that my first choice is my best. But when it when I have to be honest with myself, if something's not working, it's got to go. Mm. Mm. This how, this how did this project uh, come about? Uh, DC simply said we'd like you to do a Batman again, mm. and and yeah, they that was very kind of them, and they just called it a you know. Uh, Scott Peterson is the writer and we had, uh, he had been my editor. He was the one who hired me for all those Batman covers that scared people a long time ago. <laughs> and, uh, but he was the guy. And so we, we, he, he, uh, and I had known each other a long time. Uh, we had been talking for a while and he had said, would you like to do something with this character again? And, you know, I said, well, you know, I if I don't know if DC would want, and then just by coincidence, DC was interested. They had liked uh, stuff. I they still thought I had the chops to do it. Yeah, they had just called it an untitled Kelly Jones project. We had to come up with something, and I had always wanted Scott wanted to do something. You know, he's asked what character I always like Scarecrow, but I had always wanted a really good Scarecrow story because as much oh, as I loved him, there wasn't that story out there. So hopefully this will be that. But so you, you want to yeah. make this a terrifying scarecrow. You want to, I, what I wanted was the scarecrow. There's a lot of stuff with Batman and I won't do spoilers to kill it. There's a lot of stuff. I always in my head thought about him that I never got. It, there was no room to put it in a book. Uh, what the bat signal meant to me. Um, what, what the relationship with why would Gordon work with him? Because he breaks the Fourth Amendment every time he does whatever he does. He's literally breaking the law to work with Batman. Mm, so why would he do yeah. it? Why why would he do it? Mm. And why does Batman do this? And a lot of people they all do the why he does it and the whole thing. But 
in working on it all these years, I would always say, I think this would make a good story or, or this would be a good element to put in. And those things kind of collect up after a while because there just was no room for it or it would be discordant to the rest of the story I was working on. So in talking to Scott, I just started saying, well, how how does he appear to someone who is innocent, um, who doesn't have isn't the intent of, you know, he's a pretty terrifying guy. How does he present himself when he's got to talk to someone like that? How does he present himself that way? Or how does he do this with this much pressure on him all the time? Mm -hmm. And all that on the one side, and then you have, and then it has to be a rip and good book. Mm. Those things have to be there. But I always just felt like, man, there's stuff with the bat signal that just, never made sense to me mm. uh and and the, and what that reaction is to people um little things but they're but they're big in that sense and again i you know hopefully it'll change people's point of view on that when they see it or at least change uh uh their mindset and and still be entertaining uh i don't know i i just i've always felt too that the scarecrow's real power was that he was a psychiatrist mm -hmm. yeah love that well and, and that he and that he would work on the inside mm -hmm. and 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 at that point you know but scott had a lot of great ideas for it too and uh it all just sort of meshed mm -hmm. so when it when it came time to do it we had spent a lot of time talking about it i wanted the first issue to be like batman 101 so when it gets weird it you, you can see <laughs> what it does you know what it's doing to him yeah well, and I've been waiting for a I've been waiting for a, a scarecrow story for a while, and we haven't had one that I can remember. That's true, Trunks. You did say that a while ago. We haven't had one that could go in since well. Rebirth. But then when I saw that a scarecrow story was coming, and you were doing the art, I mean, I was like, holy shit! Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, you dropped your Chicago I, dog, huh? Yeah, oh, man. You I, uh, no, look, I appreciate <laughs> that because I I have been trying to make him visually look formidable mm. i mean oh my god the second to last page i'm looking at it right now where batman's face to face with scarecrow and i mean he just looks evil and especially that bottom panel where you only see one eye yeah yeah, mm. yeah. Like, he looks like disgusting almost like yeah yeah, yeah. I, well god, kelly's only getting better with age baby bring on the, yeah, bring that, on the platinum that, records man yeah that's <laughs> it you know every once in a while you know i and i'm i'm guilty of this too is that you wonder if people, you know, if you kind of wear out your welcome and they've seen all you can do. And mm. at a certain point, uh, because I work in, in such an odd way uh, where I'm basically working to please myself, I think I've made myself <laughs> inadvertently, you know, almost, if, if, I, I don't know how to say it, like immune to that because I'm still trying to figure this out myself. Mm. I, haven't, I haven't gotten comfortable with certain things yet. Uh, but when it came to doing the scarecrow, it was like that's fresh meat. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I, I hadn't got, you know, he is he is disgusting because he's tearing apart what's inside. Yeah, and, and he's what he looks the way he feels. So it were it, it it you know yeah that's that's simply how it goes with him. Um, He's not a physical character. He's not a guy who says, "Yeah, I'm going to put up your dukes." Mm. Yeah, yeah. No. Uh, he's actually worse than that. Mm. 
But your uh, your physical representation of him, the the way he looks, he does look like he could physically do that. He's standing eye to eye with Batman here. Well, to to everyone else, yes, everyone else would get away from him. Mm. They don't know what he'll do. Uh, Batman, you know, he's faced everything. So the the fear gas wasn't his usual fear gas. He had to make it in Arkham with whatever items he could get. Mm. So it's it's a really nasty version of it. It's like Pruno Hooch fear uh, gas. It's like you know when you put <laughs> when you pour some Windex in it, right? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but that's that's the thing. So I wanted him to be uh, reflective of that because Batman is be- going to become a more unreliable narrator. Mm. Mm. Uh, do you have a favorite Batman rogue? Boy, that's tough. Mm. Um, Don't forget, you were also one of the first to draw Bane, right? Were you? The first uh, you know, I and I'm always ashamed of this. I only drew Bane like a handful of times, maybe a seven or eight times before I drew him in this book. It's all, only, it's all the, it's the times that everyone remembers, though. <laughs> well, yeah, if 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 it helped, for what it's worth. The, you drew the most memorable, most iconic image of Bane to this day. Yeah. Well, I, because I wasn't aware of the stories, you guys. I was off yeah. doing my own thing, and they would just be on the phone, and I'd say, well, they'd send me a, a, a design model, mm. and they would say he's, you know, all basically got this drug running through him that does all this stuff. And um, at that point, it just, yeah, you just, I just <clears throat> do what I do. And, and I had to make him look real. I mean, when they told me, well, He's going to do all these awful things. He had to be bigger than life. Yeah. 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 Um, so so at that point, that kind of drew itself. But I never really handled him in a story. I didn't know much about him. There wasn't much time to follow these things. And they certainly didn't know what was going on, you know, three or four months in advance when I'm having to do covers for solicitation. Mm. Those stories were still be in production. So, you know, but if I would, there's certain rogues I never got to. I always wanted to do Hugo Strange. Oh, right. Um, and I never got to do him. Uh, I I really have to say I loved Mambat. I loved Mr. Freeze. Oh, your Mr. Freeze is yeah. a badass, yeah. badass That's rogue. my favorite rogue of yours that you dropped. Yeah. I love uh, the well, way you put him in his helmet. It yeah. was, you know, I always thought what he did was particularly awful mm. in that he frees people alive. And so I always I, I remember well DC had a moratorium they didn't want to do at that time they didn't want to do Mr. Freeze stories because they thought he was stupid, wow. um, you know based on the old TV show and whatnot they just thought he was silly, and I had not known that I thought they didn't care so I had asked to do one oh no we don't want nah, we don't want to do that he says you know I said why and he said he's a goofy character. He's not threatening enough and, and whatnot. And I had thought, Mike, and I said, well, he freezes people. <laughs> you know, that's, uh, who likes to be cold, much less frozen? So, um, and so it got whittled down from a three issue to a two issue to they, you know, we were negotiating back and forth. until finally said you get one issue. And I was the whole time I was asking Doug, Doug says, hey, you know, if they'll let you do it, if you, you got to argue for it, I'll, I'll do it. And I'm on your side, but um, he knew this too. I didn't know that there was this, they didn't want to do it. So finally, Danny O'Neill said, you get one time, I'll let you do it. And that's your favor for the year. 
You know, you don't get to ask any more of these questions. Oh, man. That's, so, that's all you Jews, huh? Well, and that, was, and that was fine. You know, at least they gave me one shot at it. But what was great was how it became uh, immediately it got picked up and other people wanted to do it. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and they could see the, the – again, like, like I said, guys, I'm an idea guy more yeah. than anything. And that was my idea was he's scary. I love uh, the two like nitrogen tanks you have on his back. I don't know. I, I figured he's, you know, I figured that's what he shoots out of his, you know, the, yeah. they, all they told me was <laughs> that are helium to fill up, but birthday balloons. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what's in them. Who knows? I just, all they told me was we don't, you know, I said, I have a new design. I won't follow the thing that you guys don't like. Cause they didn't like how he looked anyway. So they said, okay, we'll let you go with it. Come up with a design. I drew it. They said they okayed it. Um, I did the issue, forgot about it. You go on to the next thing, and when it came out, it was a big hit. Mm. And, then I, and then they, you know, and then I'm, you know, I had the good, where I had the good sense was I didn't call up Denny and say, see, I was right. I just kept my mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> he was counting until next year for the next favor. When, uh, well, uh, <laughs> as they told me, his office got a lot of calls from people wanting to do Mr. Freeze. Damn. You know? So I was like, okay, I'll leave it alone. Things that you that I will do, that uh, like like when he's stopping the the bad dudes who carjacked and he's got his uh, he makes the bat signal. Yeah. Um, th that's there for a reason because I deal with the bat signal and a couple issues. Mm. Yeah. Um. So nothing. I don't like anything wasted. Mm. Uh. I I wanted to show how fast he was. And so in the prior issue, I, that's why I think there's a panel which has 25 or 26 panels on it um, where he's taking out a whole bunch of guys. And rather than one panel where he's beating them all up or two panels, I just, you know, nobody does that anymore. It used to be done a lot. So the, that's, you know, when sometimes when I don't get certain major characters, there's little things I, I try to do. Yeah. Um, and, and incorporate it into the storytelling, incorporate it into to, uh making it a you know a decent book yeah just on the topic of you incorporating things and characters and whatnot uh our friends um uh, colt and uh grumpler wanted to relay a message that they really enjoyed your uh, they liked your night then big nightwing fans and they really liked your the way you slid nightwing and i think it was in the first issue you brought him in right after nightfall yep. that you're nightwing yep. yeah they really yeah. just go nightwing yeah yeah, yeah. I, look, I i uh you know i knew with doug he wanted to strip it down so whenever you'd get the other characters in there uh he wasn't he just wanted to tell Batman stories, so anytime you could get a chance to do it, uh, yeah, you know, I, I, I was just happy to be there. But I, I'm glad they noticed that. I enjoyed it too. <laughs> awesome. Now, uh, as far as characters that you haven't touched, uh, there, there have been things that I've thought about, like more recent uh, creations and more recent villains that I personally would like to see you uh, uh, try your hand at, like uh, things like. The Court of Owls that have just come up, you know, in the last right. ten years. Right. Uh, is, is there anything like that? Uh, any of the more recent, uh, or maybe the Batman Who Laughs or someone like that? Yeah, additions that uh, that you well that you thought I'd about. Always, I'd always wanted. There's one I always wanted to do that we had alluded to uh, in the '90 run uh, of this guy who would just have this marionette. Mm. He would be where Batman was at a particular moment, or he'd be where Bruce Wayne was at a particular moment. Hmm. 
And we had spent three years slowly dropping that in uh, to where the fourth year, which I was going to say I was just going to do. I had always said I wanted to do four. And the only reason I didn't was that was the year they tied all the books together again. And and I so that kind of kinetic energy was going to be lost. Um, But that fourth year was going to be bringing that character to the fore. Mm. And uh, that that was one that I always was would have been probably my contribution to a potential rogue. You'll see him if you reread those. He's there. I'm gonna check it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's an Easter egg. <laughs> the lightning round. And it's okay. Ju- it's just like a handful of fun questions just to get to know you better. All right, <laughs> number one, you're I believe you're a California native, correct? Right. So, um, In and Out Burger or Shake Shack Burger? Oh, in and out. <laughs> they, That's they, right. They, there you go, Tom. Enjoy it. You side, you side with Gal Gadot on that. <laughs> you know, the fact that, that there is nothing better than a double-double at 11 o'clock at night. Oh, well, I'm going to I'm gonna have to argue with that one, Kelly. There is. <laughs> two double-doubles. <laughs> win. You win. Right. Hey, uh, hey Kelly, um, I went to California for the first time. I think it was... Was it last year or two years ago? Two years ago. I'm, I met up with Tom, and we went to WonderCon. And as soon as I got off the plane, I don't even remember what time it was. It, probably after 9, 10 o'clock. First Eight. place we went from the airport was in and out. Yep. And I think we I think we went there like four or five times. I was only there for three or four days. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, man. You know, uh, what probably made it get everyone curious was the big Lebowski mentioned it. That's oh, right. And that's before it was outside of L.A. So everyone yeah. wondered, what is In-N-Out Burger? I'd been there, and it was every you know, very rarely does something live up to its hype. Mm. They got and, great burgers, uh, dude. So yeah, and, and so and so when they mentioned the Big Lebowski, everyone kind of wondered, well, what is this place? You know, <laughs> the dude. Yeah, <laughs> it's off La Cienega by the In-N-Out Burger. Yeah, the In-N-Out Burger is off Milrose. <laughs> and so, I am I'm so happy when they started putting them up here. So, um, so did that get did. you through many a, many a deadline? Would you say? Uh, it gets my kids to behave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that says that is, Tom, take that notes, is, Tom. <laughs> now we that should is, we should uh, be honest with ourselves and really rename the lightning round the food round. Yeah, because yeah. they're they're mostly food questions. The the next one is always New York style pizza or oh. Chicago deep dish. Oh, now see, that's that's not fair. <laughs> that's not fair. See, you, when you're talking, I know I'll pick one. I, I'm I'm going to pick one. But New York has that beautiful. It's just the crust, some mm. olive oil, mozzarella, mm. and that. You know what I mean? It's very. It's it's a basic, very thin marinara. You don't it. You don't get in the way of it. Mm-hmm. Everything is the water on that. If you're talking strictly New York. So if you're in New York, but man, a Chicago style is, uh, I'd have to go Chicago, man. Oh, oh man. The upset, Trunkler, There is nothing better than when they layer all that stuff in there. And I don't have to go through a lot of slices. I just, one will do. <laughs> yeah, but, last nope. year, that was a heavy boy. <laughs> I, but, but again, it always depends on who's making them, man. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And there's, like, there's a great place. Uh, there's a great place here uh, near where I live. It's Northern California. But um, 
the people who make who have the joint it they are from Chicago. Oh wow! So they have a, they have a couple of these places. I mm. can't tolerate them outside of that place, mm. but that's what I'm thinking of. It's a place called Chicago Fire, and mm. they're fat. It is unbelievably good. Wow! Sounds good. You know, if you if you want to sit down for a hearty slice of pizza, something that'll fill you up. What's the, what the problem with that is is that the choice the real is the third one it's both yeah he could have ended this war years ago <laughs> yeah when i've been in new york it's like god this is fabulous and a buddy of mine took me to a couple of places that he goes mm. and and he was not saying which one do you like chicago or new york he was saying which place do you like better well in new york you don't answer that question because someone will kill you, yeah. so, you <laughs> so i would just say it you know but they were fabulous. Mm. And he was swearing up and down it was the old water pipes, you know, yeah. that mm. have been there for 400 years or something. Some, yeah. Uh, because I had never had pizza that good. So I can honestly say I've only had it a few times in, whenever I've been in New York. But because uh, you can't – they can say they do it out here. They don't do it out here. No. Yeah, I live out in California too and I went to New York I think in 2012 for the first yeah. time. And I can't – I've been lied to my entire life. I've been eating garbage that's called yes. pizza. Yes, and, and it, is, it is absolutely unbelievable in New York. Mm. And, and it is. It's Again, it's a thing that lives up to the hype. Uh, I can get a better – and that's why I, would, I said Chicago is I can get a closer facsimile to that because the same thing happened to me after I was in New York. Mm. I went, man, I haven't had a pizza until now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and then I found that in New York, less items on it were better. Yeah. Mm. yeah we're not it's almost like a, depress a depressing realization of what, what's, what's been is. going on. It's the lousiest. It's lousy three thousand miles, man. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I have to. I have to airmail you a pie from Rose's Pizzeria over here in New in Queens, New York. Uh, See, that's it. Now, uh. Well, no. If look, if I could have my druthers, it would always be that. But I just can't get them. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, uh, the the fellow I was telling you about uh, from Lucasfilm, all of these places in New York, he, you know, uh, his he, they were all fabulous. And it we, again, um, man, no one could get the crust like like those guys could. Mm. A good old subway rusty water pipe, man. Get yeah, a good old grit in the dough, you know. <laughs> Whatever it is, it's yeah, it's pure, it's pure mineral. It's yeah. uh, it's the couple of it's the couple of rats that have gotten caught in the, and and the water flows. Whatever it is, whatever it is, it's wonderful. But it, but, but you can replicate a Chicago style, but you cannot replicate a New York. Ooh, mm. mm. oh, that's true. That's a good no, point. you can't. The, the, the people out here who make it. Uh, they're not basing it on the, those the thing New York does. They're not basing it on that. Mm -hmm. So they're basing it on the quality of the ingredients in the pie itself. Yeah, and how they layer. So, so the crust the crust is just to hold all the cheese together. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but in New York, I found I normally you know you put all the stuff on it. I found that every time I would do it, I would just it basically got to just cheese pizza. Mm. Uh, and I the mozzarella was fabulous. Mm. You don't remember any of the spots you went to, like? God, there? I don't know. They were yeah. uh, they were uh, Brooklyn, Queens. Oh no. Okay, yeah, you're in the boroughs. You're getting the good. Yeah, shit. yeah. that's that's 
that's where it came from. So they, whoever they you were all, with, they knew what they knew what they were doing. Yeah. yeah, well, that's where they all came from. Yeah. yeah. So so they would take me there, and they would point out various uh, you know New York lore there yeah. while going, and it was fabulous. I I mean, there's nothing like a New Yorker to me. I hate now we're sidetracking. I hated when the company when DC moved out of New York. Because there was something very authentic of working for New York publishers in New York. I love, I love when they would call, and in the background I'd hear sirens. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I have, I have to keep pausing my mic because of it. I'm in New York. (laughs) I loved, I, I, and I'm not joking. I had an editor one day said he was going to absolutely call me at a certain time. He didn't. He finally called about an hour and a half later. He he apologized, saying that the subway had, uh, you know, where he got, or not the subway, uh, the train, where he was going to get on. Had been delayed a little while because they found a torso there. Oh my and, god! And, yep. and well, it was. He said it was no big deal. It was some, uh, uh, you know, organized <laughs> yeah, no. crime, and it happens all the time. Everyone's irritated. They knew it wasn't real murder. It was business. So they just wanted to get to work. <laughs> yeah. They just wanted to get to that. Yep. That's, that's you know, how he, it is. And he doesn't tell me that like he's telling a story. He's telling it like just matter of fact. No, no. We would we would literally walk over that torso to get to work. As yes. soon as we could, like literally. Because <laughs> that, just... guy, that guy had it coming. That's what he told me. He says, well, it's someone who had it coming. And he wasn't, it was, you know, the guy wasn't a civilian. And he apologized. But those are the people who would take me to the joints that they would yeah. take me to. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, I was disappointed too when they left here for, uh, to go to Cali. I, look, there, you know, I, I'm not going to tell tales, but I loved that they were this, they, this stereotypical publishing kind of guy with a cigar in their mouth and a glass of whiskey. Yep. And they were, that's what I miss. Mm. I miss that. Now, now they're uh, ordering tofu from their tablets over in uh, California. Well, I think, I, I think they miss the food. I think they all, all the true ones are, they got to miss it. I know LA has some really good areas, Fairfax area and whatnot. It's yeah. very good food. But uh, you, you can't, I still hate that there's no delis like there are in new york there's I, not I, well you can't go in and see 55 different cheeses hanging yeah. Yeah. <laughs> canters maybe but that's about it yeah. not out yeah maybe down there there's that but up here the uh, in in northern california inlet no nothing <laughs> speaking of new york real quick did you like draw inspiration from new york for your work like uh, water towers and stuff like that oh well, uh i found all these books on on, I still liked my reference from a book, yeah. so I have all these really old books on New York, nice. um, and I have tons of stuff on the trains in New York. Mm. Uh, all the all the it, a lot of it's gone now, but uh, it just it's some incredible. Uh, well, clearly, I mean, it, it it's the inspiration for a lot of Batman stuff anyway. Yeah. It, it, man. So so yeah, I I mean. Uh, all cities start with New York. All cities want to be New York. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah, they, I, I, look, I, I had the good fortune of being there when it was the city that was twenty four seven, and any you could anything you wanted at any time. I love that city. We were happy to have you. <laughs> That'd be oh. kind of cool thinking. Kind of cool thinking that Kelly Jones might have stopped in Roses one night over there. Uh, you know. <laughs> I might have. They took uh, the. If you went to Queens, it's a good chance that that was. Yeah, they. You know, I will ask my editors there that that I'll call them up and ask because they took me to. uh, I was there for a couple weeks, and 
we just lived on pizza. I, I, they all had to tell me their favorite one. Everyone had their favorite. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it would, uh, man, I couldn't pick a favorite. I, I just thought it was the most blessed city for it. Mm. Yeah. That's good. Anybody well, else suddenly see, want pizza right now? See, you can't <laughs> say, dude. I'm already thinking of where I'm going. You have to amend the question from now, and it can't be New York style. It has to be from New York or from Chicago. Mm. Because, mm. as you, you know, well, you're right. It, yeah, the style can come I, from any. Yeah. I had not had pizza until I had that there. Mm. Yeah. 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 It's, it's that moment when your taste buds are like, motherfucker. <laughs> There's actually garlic in the marinara. Yeah. Oh, of course. You know, did you have oh, did you have garlic knots while you were here too? I lo- I loved it. Yeah, I I live for garlic anyway. So mm. to actually taste it in pizza, that you know, because in California they don't want to offend anyone with anything. So the taste of garlic might be. <laughs> 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 <They> wanna... <laughs> oh well, yeah. If, if a if, if a pizza place puts uh, some garlic on the pizza, they might end up getting blasted on Twitter. Mm. Well, it's it, and and I, I, to me, it isn't is you know there is no such thing as too much garlic. So when I was there, and I was seeing them do that, I was like, man, this is what, everywhere I went was like that. So mm. it was fabulous. It was it was a place that was designed for eating, mm. and not just the pizza. Everywhere we went was fabulous. Yeah. Candy, uh, plain or peanut M and M's? Peanut. No hesitation. <laughs> um, if you could have one superpower, what would it be? To be able to sleep in. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that sort of falls in with time. We find that most uh, most creators all go to the uh, being able to control time. I I uh, life is on deadlines. I, I it, it, you know I. I work very normal hours. Like I start work at like, you know, seven thirty, eight o'clock in the morning and work till about four or five. And I keep that. But what happens is you stay, even when you have time off your bo- uh, body clock is now designed to make comic books now. Mm. So I never, I never sleep in. Mm. Man. Wow. If, if you could spend one day or if you could have a drink with one person, um, if any time during history, whether they're currently alive or they're deceased, who would you want to spend that one day with? Maybe pick their brain or just have a conversation with? Uh, as, as probably, I, if there was one guy where you could have a drink, it would be Shakespeare. You want to know where, how much, everything you do is a home run? How fair, <laughs> you know? <laughs> And and you and he had to write for money and mm. deadline. He didn't do it for art. He was making mm. money, mm. and it was it was everything you write is perfect. That's not fair. Hmm. Um, hey, it was deadlines, but, man. Deadlines. Like you all, said. All, I mean, he had deadlines. Yeah. And he had to, and and they had to be hits. Mm. Uh, everything was was commercially done. Nothing was like, oh, I got to be in the mood. There was no in the mood with Shakespeare. So I I, I would love, and and his range of stories were fabulous. Mm. He's such a mysterious character. There's very little known about him. Mm. So he's just a guy who wrote. He wrote for he wrote what he thought was disposable. Mm. And the only reason it's around is after he died, mm. his friends got together and wrote and took all the all of his. Uh, scripts and put them together. 
and they bound it and made uh, they called it the first folio i believe and they just did it at because they missed him mm. and uh he didn't do it like thinking yeah everyone's gonna know i'm the guy no yeah. they just <laughs> did it and was gone so if the best stuff comes from these minds when they're just not thinking about what's going to well, happen afterwards too much they're working for themselves like how kelly I, said like just not that's trying it. To. that's it the only thing i can say is you work for yourself i i do it to not be bored that day mm-hmm. i do it because i go oh this this was a pleasant way to spend that day and when the day when you die eventually you want to you just don't want to be like man i was bored this whole time yeah. it was you know so i do that and you hope that uh, later on you hope people remember it or they like, you know, you certainly you want them to like as you're doing it. But uh, but always first and foremost, it's for me. Mm. Well, that's what got you on the Mount Rushmore of uh, Batman artists as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> I will tell you, I'm still not tired of hearing that. that is- <laughs> <laughs> you you got to come back. <laughs> uh, no, look, I. I know being a collector and reader of comics for all these years, um, beyond my personal taste, how few people stand out or are remembered. And I'm grateful that that's happened. I'm completely humbled by that. Uh, you don't think of it. it, it I mean, like I said, it, uh, you don't sit down and say, this is going to be the thing and that's going to be, the, it just never, mm-hmm. I never do. In fact, I think it would be impossible to do it if you thought like that. Yeah, I think so. Too. I never think I never take it for granted that anyone cares. I never take it for granted that someone pays for this. Mm. I never take it for granted uh, that that any of this is happening. It's mm. it's a it's a blessing, and you've got to be thankful for it. Years ago, when I collect your work, look at your work, read your work, and it was so badass and dark, and I always thought. Man, this guy must be like some mean metalhead mother. You know, like I am completely dull. When Um, when when Tom met you, I was like, I always had this vision like this guy's some mean badass rock star metal because this this work. And Tom's like, no, he's like one of the sweetest human beings I ever met. He's so nice. Very very dull person. I yes. I (laughs) no. I look. I think it's because a lot of it is a lot of it comes out of imagination. Hmm. I'm very big. I miss a lot of art coming from imagination. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I miss I miss that because that eccentricity is what makes comics so unique from any other entertainment. Well, it's the homogenization of it. You see it happen in music now or movies where they all kind of have the same feel, the same look, the same they hit the same beat. It's in the fine art world as well. Very little with imagination, just over dull minimalized conceptual stuff and there's the the word imagination is like almost like a dirty word as well it's it's reversed and so i i you know i always try to do one page one panel per page that will could be a cover or could be remembered or something i try whether i succeed or not i don't know but that's what i always try to do because i think well at the end of the of a book you'll have 20 or 22 really cool panels and that's a lot of panels Mm. um and I've always thought that way. And the only way I would know to do that is just thinking it up. But I don't uh, – I don't – I used to see that all the time as as a kid. I, you'd see that everywhere. Uh, but you don't see that so much anymore. And it's not that it's not that people aren't talented. They're more t- – I think they're technically at the highest I've ever seen it. 
but but what I don't see is that personal statement, that thing that says, I'm going to show you something mm. and I'm going to take you somewhere mm. and I'm going to I'm going to do this. And, you know, rather than you're going to be impressed with a technical thing. Well, mm. that's OK, but it's forgettable. Ultimately, I wanted more as a reader. I again, I had mentioned Marshall Rogers and there's so many moments in his very brief, I don't know, seven or eight issues he did. Mm. But man, he didn't need a, he didn't need more. Did, did he and tell he, you that you're going to be a great Batman artist one day? Yes, he did. That's amazing. That's so And cool. I wow. and I was 16 or so years old. Oh my goodness. Oh my god. Wow. And 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 let me tell you, he was pretty rough on everybody. That's why I wanted to kill my buddy who took my stuff. I didn't he, I didn't know he had my art with him. <laughs> So I was just standing in line to get some books signed and, and he, you know, but some people were getting, I mean, he wasn't mean, don't get me wrong, but he was telling them what he saw and he didn't, he just thought they needed a lot of work and it wasn't anywhere close to being approaching professional or interesting. Neil Adams and Neil Adams style. Well, well, he was very kind about it, Yeah. but he, but he, it was four or five people. And so when my buddy pulled mine out, I, I, I just my heart sank because huh. I didn't need that. I, I just wanted to get my book signed. Yeah, but do you, do you, are you happy you did it now, though? That you, uh, you know, I at the time, you don't know because yeah. it's at the time. It, it wasn't until probably 93 or 94 that that came to my mind. Mm. Uh, he took a page. What he did was he took a page from an issue of Detective he had a stack of his artwork there and he pulled one out to explain to me how to do this and how what he was doing why it worked and it was the one page that he felt all these elements of batman really were there mm. and he sat me down and there's a big bunch of people there now that he's went through my stuff he's a, he's he's doing nuts and bolts at me hmm. and hmm. i was just sitting there like terrified and blown away at the same time mm. and then he so he goes over this page and it was transformative about two or three years ago a very good friend of mine i told this story i i didn't really tell this story until later because it no one would believe it and it was just that odd um but a buddy of mine showed up and he he'd heard me tell this story once or twice uh, to him, I only had told a few people this, and uh, he, by God, he had found that page and bought it and gave it to me. Wow! So I, I have that page where he had pointed out all of these things, and I think, how weird is that? Hmm. You know, I couldn't afford it then. Back in those days, he, I think he only wanted two or two hundred and fifty bucks for it. Now that would be nothing, but then that was a lot of money. Mm. Oh, <laughs> and. <clears throat> So God knows how I didn't even ask what he spent on it, but you know, but uh, it was the page I, I it was electric when he handed it to me because that was the page mm. where wow. he pointed out each element. This works for this reason. This is why I did this. This is how you lead into it. Blah 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 blah. Wow. And it never and it, it never left me. So the fact that he had done that for me i see i could never tell someone they can't do something i always try to find something they're doing right mm, right but mm. he, he was uh, a new yorker <laughs> so, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and and so 
I took him very seriously because he was very serious. Yeah. And at that point, I put more effort towards trying. Now, obviously, I never tried to do Batman. I never ever. I the first Batman I ever ever drew was for Archie Goodwin as an inventory cover. Oh wow, Archie! That's so I awesome. never drew him up to that point. Yeah. I did you know? I didn't say, "Hey, Archie, Marshall says I'm going to be great at this one." <laughs> <laughs> I never said that. It, it really didn't creep back into my mind until, like I said, about '93. Mm. Because I'd been doing it for a while, I was doing the covers and whatnot, and then it just sort of hit me. Oh my God! Here I am at the doing this. Yeah, uh, that was a weird day, I'll tell you. <laughs> That's so cool. It's history, is what it is. For me. It, yeah. It's it's very strange to that. Like two of my big influences, I, I had that much to do with. You know, mm. uh, both he and Wrightson. So it was a very bizarre thing to to have that kind of contact. Yeah. You know, not like they mentored. It wasn't like they said, do this. It's just, but later on that, 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 that they, that what they said happened was bizarre. And, um, who is your, what, who's your favorite universal monster? Frankenstein. Of course. Just make it. <laughs> and, and are, are you a big Halloween fan? I always want to talk um, it's my favorite holiday since I was a kid. Okay, cool. cool. Uh, for the simple, for the simple reason you got to stay up late. Mm. You know, Christmas you gotta go to bed. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, or you know, or or magic yeah. doesn't happen. But Halloween was you got a week of monster movies leading up to it. Mm. <laughs> and he lets you stay out all night going and getting candy. I know. Crap. That's so, and so eating candy what, and eating candy all night. What, what, like, <laughs> right. what was it your I forgot what book it was. I think it was your panel where the kids looking up at Batman and, and he's in costume and it's Halloween yeah. and Batman's looking down. I think Batman's the, smiling too. It's so awesome. Like, yeah, it was. Uh, uh, was that Haunted? Uh, Gotham? Yeah, Gotham After Midnight. Gotham after... The, the Joker issue. Yeah. Oh, that was so um, cool. That was, and it was because the editor I had there is a big horror film Halloween nut, and he wanted an issue like that. So he said to the writer, "Write one for me." And he, uh, we had talked about it a lot anyway, just in general. Yeah. Uh, uh, how much fun it it, it it was, you know, um, mm. and it still is. But it was, boy, as a kid, it was just magic, you know. Oh yeah, I I totally agree. I'm a huge Halloween fan, and, <laughs> and your your name to me is like almost synonymous with Halloween as well. Like just because. I, I look, I I have worked that. I boy, I'm just not tired of hearing that. I'm just being honest of it. I'm not, you. I'm not tired of that. No, I I work for that. I, look, a lot of people say, "Well, you don't do a lot of shows in the summer." Well, because I got known for that, all my books were going to be always were released in October. Yeah. So I'm working through summer to make an October release, whereas everyone else is working winter spring for a summer release right yeah and uh and i because I, I we wanted you on for so long on the show and the fact that we got you on the first day of fall was like this is yeah. that's perfect yeah no that, that is perfect yeah. no i look i uh i i designed my studio to be a place that was just all these it's all old monster posters and frankensteins and mm. stuff like that and i always figured well the day i quit drawing it will be easy because the drawing board will go out, the couch will go in, and that's where I watch all these movies. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> and it 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 was it's a twofold design. So, you know, I can sit there and 
uh, if there's a thing that's great about doing this is that I can have those on while I'm working. Mm. So I'll have, you know, uh, there, there's certain discs I love, like uh, the Warner Brothers regular DVD of The Shining, because they, in the old days, they they just would loop. They don't stop and go to a, 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 a menu page. They just loop. So I would just leave it on, and it would just play all day. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know? oh, uh, it, and it was, it was just wonderful. Uh, <laughs> there's certain movies you just don't never get tired. They're like a really good record, right? Yeah. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so there's certain songs on a you know whatever record you like, and it's, mm. in the old days they used to do records that were all good songs. Mm. So <laughs> now it's know, all bad songs. Well, it's all three minutes, and they don't do a record. But yeah. uh, so, so I've designed everything to be kind of like that. So I'll I'll just put these things on mm. and let them run, and uh, it's a great environment. Yeah. You know, I. I I still feel it's not just that I enjoy what I do and I do but I never feel like I've had even though I've had long terrible deadlines and you got to do this I've never felt like I've had a job yet yeah that's that's, <laughs> that's the awful. dream isn't it you know that's it I'm is saying, right? and I didn't know I did not know that uh but when people say oh you got to work this and you got to do that I go well I you know I'm kind of lucky I don't feel like I you know you're like I'm watching the shining for the 15th time I, today I'm you, <laughs> you know I'm I you know exactly it's like yeah. you can sit there I, you know when my big decision that day is is it a universal film is it a halloween what what do I watch you know yeah. or or an old bogart film or something um that's that's the big decision of the day that's a pretty good day that's a good day Actually, leads me mm-hmm. to a bonus question. Uh, Count Chocula, Frankenberry, or Booberry? Uh, <laughs> that's probably the hardest question of the night. <laughs> probably, probably, that's a tough one. See, Chocula is good, but it's second to Cocoa Puff, so I'd have to go Frankenberry. Oh, okay. Because right. Frankenberry, Frankenberry is the only one that really gets a strawberry right. Oh, yeah, that's true. I never thought of that. Yeah, Damn. yeah. This is uh, completely unrelated. It just reminded me of this. I was watching uh, Norm MacDonald's show on Netflix. Yes. And I forget who it was. Someone complimented him as an actor. And his reply was, actors look to me the way vampires look to Count Chocula. (laughs) 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 That was my favorite thing. That is good. That is good. Because to me... uh, if I had to pick for a chocolate cereal, it would be Cocoa Krispies. Oh, oh, I, oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah, yeah. That would I go, be, I go Reese Puffs. Yeah. Well, see now that, but that's that's got peanut in it. Yeah, that's true. It's cheating. Yeah, so that is cheating, and, and anytime you add peanut to chocolate, you win. So if we're talking straight to chocolate, <laughs> if yeah, if we're, if we're keeping it to the Olympics, see that's that New York style pizza question. If you said in New York or in Chicago, the it's New York. If you say style and it's Chicago, because you can't get New York anywhere else but New York. Mm. Well, people would try to pitch it like that, but it's all usually bullshit. Like it know. is. Yeah, you know it's going to be bad once they say New York style pizza in no. the like, middle of Georgia. No. <laughs> it's also what do you have with the pizza? What see, you don't want to get some fancy beer. You got to have a, a basic beer cuz you don't want to get in the way of the pizza. Hmm. 
That's true. And a lot of people get all these fancy beers that have orange in it or something. You go, no, 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 no. It's going to bonk out the taste buds. <laughs> it's going to, yeah. Leave it yeah. alone. Yeah. It's something that just cleans the palate for the next bite. <laughs> you you got to broke it down to a size, man. I like well, that. Yeah. <laughs> come on, you know. He's things like, are on. done. You know, they don't call things traditional or classic for, you know, just because it works. That's why they do it. Yep. Mm. Yep. Speaking of which, um, what's your drink of choice? Like when you're at the end of the day, you're mm. done with your deadline, mm. you're sitting there watching your favorite movie or just relaxing. Uh, probably a small batch Kentucky bourbon. Yeah. One that one that doesn't have too oaky of a finish, but a, a smooth one. Yeah. Mm. That's a good nice. And to uh, wrap it up, I know it's a little early in the game, but um, Black Label, this thing that's just started, it sounds like something that's going to cater to a lot of idea people. Uh, obviously, you. you have Are ideas brewing, or do you have your sights on certain things? for like, uh, like what you could you know, get away with on this label, you know what I mean? Like, at this I, like I said, there's a lot of stuff that, like I said, within the Dead Man thing Dead that Man, I... Yeah. I never thought they would ever do. Yeah. Um, my idea of him coming through to the physical world, but he would come back as he was. Right. And just so. Uh, but you, I would never think, you know, that they would allow for certain things. They wouldn't. And it's certainly not the level of violence. That's always been in comics. Mm. It's the impact of, of those things. Mm. And how things are done that that are, you know, horror isn't, uh, you know, it it's you lead up to an, something yeah. and that thing is what is transformative. And it's it, it can be awful. It can be good. It can be whatever. But it changes your perception of stuff. And that's why it's so hard to do. Mm. That's why few people do it well. Um, Wrightson used to do a thing where he would take a whole issue to get to an image. Mm. And so. It wasn't like every panel was a guy with an axe murdering people. Yeah. It, it just it wasn't. It was leading up to an image. His his best stuff was always that. Yeah. And it's really tough. You have to you have to invest yourself 100 percent into it. So, for what you're talking about here at at uh, with the black label stuff, um, you got there. It would have to be broken down to where for me, a lot of people say they're into horror until they actually get one that is a true horror. Mm. I like that. Yeah. And, and, and then they go, well, that's not what I meant. <laughs> you know, it, 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 I didn't mean that. Uh, so with, if I did it, it would be that. Mm. Yeah. I could just, I, I mean, I could just imagine what, 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 what are you going to put out with the shot with, you know, continuity, regular label shackles off and just, you know, bolster the walls. Well, it would be for me, it would be, each issue of something would be standalone, which would continue the main story. Mm. So you could have those, so you could have those moments of delicious terror. Mm. You don't, you don't want to do. Oh, I got to read five or six issues to get to it. It's got to be god awful all the way through it. And oh yeah, next issue will continue this plot. <laughs> um, those funny. are harder probably to do, but I've done this for so long. They just. Uh, I know what I would want to see, and I would know what the cheating is. Yeah. You know, uh, horror isn't a lot of blood. So it it can, can be. It can be very visceral, but what it can be is that, you know, horror is when the worst thing happens. Mm. Yeah. 
And the worst thing can be blood and gore, or the worst thing can be it happens to somebody else. Mm. And you can't stop it. Or you did it. Or, you know, so there's a lot of these things in there. Or it's, it's yeah, it is when the monsters get you. So um, I'm, I'm a big believer in, in that. When you, when you actually show that, but you lead up to it, and you even know it's coming, that's one thing. But when you lead up to it, and you didn't know it's coming. Mm. But it yeah. was at, when it's all said and done, it's the point. That's great horror. And that's what like legit instills terror. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. there's the difference. Uh, you know, shock isn't horror. It's shock. Yeah. It's, horror, it's... horror is that you're never the same afterwards. I feel. Yeah. I feel like shock is like the cheap version, the cheap thrill of it. Whereas, yeah. well, horror I like is everlasting. I like, you know? Yeah. I like shock on the way to that. Right. I like the shock leading to that, oh my God, the world has changed now. That, that is what makes a classic horror story. Mm. Uh, Frankenstein makes the monster not because he made a guy, it's because he abandoned a guy. Yeah. And, and, and it's that's the what tragedy, made too. Yes, it is. It's pure tragic and it's pure gothic, and nobody gets out alive and everybody dies. Yeah. But it's a great ride. (laughs) I hope we get to be terrorized. But for the meantime, we have something nice to chew on. And that is Kings of Fear by Kelly Jones Scott Peterson. In stores now. Issue 2 is hitting this week. Right, Robin? Yep, yep. This Wednesday. Um, Yep. Homie, Kelly, man, I cannot express enough gratitude for you giving us your time. Um, For me personally, it's been a dream come true. I speak for these other guys. Um, and we're just so damn thrilled that not only are you still working, which is expected as well, because, you know, people want you out there, but the fact that you're just, you're kind of like just getting better too, better and better. Like that's, I think, I, that, I don't think that's easy have, for a lot of people, but I, I have to say, I'm still not tired of hearing that. Well, <laughs> that's, you know, I think idea guys, they, they last forever. Man, well, I so. think, you know, I look, I appreciate it and I'm glad you noticed it and I am trying. I, it isn't like you sit here. I, 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 it isn't like I go back and look and say, oh, I could do better. What it happens is there's something I still want to see. Yeah. And, and I, I do it for that. I do it for that reason. And I go, boy, I haven't seen this yet. Or I haven't, I, I really want, uh, to present something a certain way. Mm. Um, and that should never, I mean, if, if the time, I, I don't know how to don't feel like I have a style I can fall back on and trust it to do the right thing. You know, mm. um, <laughs> It doesn't work that way. And at least with me, it doesn't work that way. <clears throat> I always believe my realism is that the real it changes all the time mm. and that things distort and that things aren't perfect. Yeah. And there's a real there's a real beauty in that in that kind of chaos. Mm. So I, I work that way. And that is probably why it still is working. Uh, that's my guess. What, what, it's what do they say? If it's a uh, if it's not broke, don't fix it as well. Yeah, you know, it, for me is is I think it's broken, and I'm and I like <laughs> You're it. With it. <laughs> I, I, I look. I again, I had no formal training. Thank God. Yeah. I I solved all my problems myself. I still try to solve those problems, <clears throat> and all my influences. There are comic book influences, but most of my influences are film or mm. cinema. It comes across the storytelling because, like, you know, I, I I can't remember who said it, but 
a good comic, like sometimes if you could just take the words out, you still see the story come to life from the art. And I think yours is definitely that case. Yeah, like, well, thank yeah you. that's true. Thank that's you. Awesome. I, I, I do appreciate that. I, I like hearing that because I'll hear that from writers, but they're writing it. Yeah. 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 So when you hear it from people who are actually buying it and reading it, that actually means more than when the writer says it. That, I'm glad too because I, I told uh, Tim Sale the same thing. I said, you know, I know you, you guys are just like, you know, cooped up in your little creative dens and working on the stuff all the time and probably don't have much time to, you know, get out and interact with people or whatnot. And, and it, I think it's important from the actual readers to, you know, express what they like about the work you're putting out and to know that you're appreciated. You know what I mean? Well, because, uh, I, look, I do appreciate that. And I, I never know. I never think like, yeah, they get it. They know. I don't. I always think like, man, I can't apologize enough for this. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sorry that I, I, I made this be what I like and not what anyone else likes, you know? So uh, I'm always real careful of that. Uh, I, I mean, I get ready for it when I go to a show like, okay, I'm sorry his ears are long i'm sorry that you know the cake doesn't look like it fuck, you know it's fuck that it's make them longer man make them, you know. um, yeah. yeah it's just it's just but uh i do i do always go back to the fact that i do think uh i try to choose interesting stuff to show yeah uh just a different angle uh, a different a different beat mm. uh a lot of it's for myself most of it but but it is nice to see. I, I've been very pleased with this series in that so far is I didn't want people to go, well, he used to be really good. Mm. Um, and, that, and, and sadly there's guys, you know, there's stuff you see and you go, well, that's just, you obviously you can't go home again. I did want it to be like, well, people wouldn't feel like, uh, I'd lost anything. Yeah. They're, um, I mean, I, I won't name names, but uh, there was there a couple of like pretty legendary or well known comic book artists that they 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 come back do some stuff and it's they're just not there anymore. I don't know what it is. You know? Well, I I I can only imagine. In my case, it's again I I've I'm still trying to get good, and I'm still trying to get people to like what I do. That's what goes in my head. Would you say there's so a lot of passion passion behind what you do as well? Like I guess. Uh, fear of rejection is fear another so you know so you 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 work on whatever it is i um there are days where i go i'm really going to try to do this right and then i still end up doing it the way i like to do it yeah and mm -hmm. and i i think that's that i think for the people you're talking about they rely on their history on yeah. what they've done I I th I think sometimes it just they just want to get a check. To be honest with you, like well, I, you know. and there's that too. I just think comics are too expensive to do that. Mm. I, I have mm. to feel like if you buy it, you go, yeah, I didn't, I didn't blow my cash on this. Right. Yeah. Hey man, <laughs> I'm loving <laughs> the ideas in Kings of Fear, man. Just yeah. <laughs> keep keep yeah. it coming, man. Like well, thank you, know. you very. much. D d yeah, don't don't break what's broken. Don't fail or whatever. It no, is. <laughs> I you know, I still work on the same drawing board I've had since. 1983 that's awesome wow i still have all i mean i have all the same stuff for fear what you know that's my superstition <laughs> it's it's long <laughs> it's all the same stuff before you go do you have a favorite batman story that that you didn't work on but someone else worked on like your uh, batman story well obviously i mentioned i always loved um 
I always loved the Joker fish story that Engelhart and Rogers oh, did. Classic, uh, yeah. That's classic. Um, simply because uh, when the Joker's crying that he can't get a copyright and that people might not like his fish, that's just, <laughs> you know, pretty brilliant. That is pretty brilliant. I always loved. I always loved. Um, uh, there's a the really terrific Batman Swamp thing that Wrights and done had done. Oh yeah. Uh, where they both meet for the first time. Mm. Uh, that's a great one, and I I loved uh, I loved Sales Long Halloween stuff. Oh, yeah, I, definitely. I, I was hoping to oh. hear that. Too. <laughs> I just it's like <laughs> peanut butter and jelly, baby. These two. Yeah, I just I I I had always felt he. Uh, well, if I was a kid, that would be the guy I would I would just glom onto it. So you know, but, but that's kind of the range of it. I mean, I remember. Yeah. I remember those stories really well. I remember the, I, and and more so probably the art. Mm. You know, there's certain panels I just go, "Wow, I I I really dig that." Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that I love the certain images. I really dig. Yeah. Oh man, well Kelly man, once again, we can't thank you enough. Yep. Thank you again for all the great work you do. We're so happy that we have uh this uh the Kings of Fear series going on right now. And man, just keep you know, just don't leave us. <laughs> like, just yeah, yeah. You know. we're, we're we're glad that you're, you're back on Batman, and it feels like you've never left. Yeah, oh, you're, a you. you're a treasure. You're a treasure. Thank you very much, you guys. I do appreciate it. that. Does mean a, a more than you know. This is Kelly Jones, and you're listening to Bat Force Radio. Hey, Gotham dwellers, make sure to stop everything right now and subscribe to Bat Force Radio. We can be found on iTunes and SoundCloud. Don't miss out. Guaranteed to satisfy all of your Batman and DC needs.